Hi, everyone. Terry Vanderheiden here, your host of the Nature Photography Podcast. I made a big change in my photography system this past year. I went from shooting DSLR to shooting mirrorless. Can't believe I'm going to actually say that. This was a big hurdle for me as I never liked the idea of looking through the viewfinder and seeing a representation of what my camera is seeing in the video form and not looking at the actual image through the use of prisms and mirrors. I, I know, I know, kind of weird that I'd get stuck on something like this, but it was a big barrier for me. I have used some of my friends' mirrorless cameras from time to time, and I found that they have had a lag to them. Latency is what they call it. And this is where there's a slight delay in what the camera represents to you as opposed to what is really happening. My experience at the time, in one instance using a mirrorless camera, I was tracking seagulls, and I noticed that when I fired the shutter release, the shot was actually a little different than I thought. The bird was in a different position than what I saw when I pressed the shutter release. I went back to my own camera, set up the birds, and they were right where I thought they should be in the frame. Back over to mirrorless, and yes, I was right. The time that the camera took to create the video image and send it to the camera was a little behind what was really happening in real time. That lag, or latency, really, really bugged me. For a photographer photographing wildlife, not getting the action in the camera as it was happening was not something I was going to deal with. Then, this time last year, Nikon announced the professional version of the mirrorless line, the Nikon Z9. It was then that everything changed. As a side note, I pay for all my own equipment with all my own money on any of the gear I talk about. Occasionally, I talk about gear that I really like, and if it's a company has sent it to me for the publicity, I'll let you know. If I get anything free, I'll tell you up front that it was sponsored equipment. So Nikon was now offering a camera, the Z9, that had no noticeable latency. That was a good start. And speaking of starts, the camera started up faster than just about anything else on the market in terms of mirrorless. If you're like me and you want to look through your camera just to check out the composition or follow the action, the act of turning on the camera to do so is a pain. I still haven't gotten used to looking into the viewfinder and seeing it black. A quick touch of the shutter button and you're back at it. But the first glance of a black viewfinder still bothers me. I can't tell you how many times I've checked to see if my lens cap is still on. That said, I was intrigued with the advanced autofocus system of the Z9. The subject tracking and the animal eye detection appeared to be pretty neat. I poured over research and YouTube demos on the Z9 and thought those autofocus features were probably enough to get me to try the camera. Then I saw the frames per second, 20 frames per second shooting raw. I can't remember the last time I shot JPEG out of the camera. I always shoot raw. So some of the claims of 120 frames per second were basically useless to me. I wanted a camera that would shoot high rate of files in raw format. And then I looked at the megapixels, almost 46 megapixels per frame. That was just like my favorite camera, the Nikon D850 that I was already shooting with. I mostly reserved my D850 for shooting landscapes, and I used my D5 for shooting wildlife. 
The thought process there was that the D5 was faster when it came to frames per second, and it just seemed faster when it came to focusing my long lenses. I don't have any data to back that up, but it seemed like there was faster focusing on the D5, and at least that's the way it seemed to me. The thought of getting that many large files per second was really intriguing, and in fact, it was a little intimidating. As that much information would surely increase my post-production time. But, but here's my thought. My thought was, hard drive space is really not that expensive anymore. If I bought fast cards like the Delkin Black CF Express, I'd probably not suffer too much time loss during the upload. And if I added a larger RAID system to handle all the new images, everything should work out just fine. Having a much larger file when shooting wildlife would allow me to crop in post-production and I wouldn't suffer a loss in detail. Loss in detail, probably the single most important thing to me is sharpness. Getting sharp images in my nature photography is critical. And not just acceptably sharp, but razor sharp. So much so, I wrote a book called Razor Sharp Nature Photography. This instantly downloadable ebook is only available on my website, imagelight.com. That's spelled I M A G E L I G H T.com. Go to the digital product page and download it and start using it today. The ebook covers all aspects of sharpness in nature photography, from what's the best shutter speed to use when using long telephoto lenses to the effects of diffraction and step by step of how to do focus stacking. Since it's an ebook, I've included large, high-quality images that you can really enlarge and see the detail and the sharpness. All this and much, much more is there for you in the ebook, Razor Sharp, Nature Photography. I'll put a link in the show notes to make it easy to get access to getting your own copy of Razor Sharp Nature Photography for yourself. I'd like to thank all the photographers from all over the world who've already purchased Razor Sharp Nature Photography. It's been sold on all seven continents. As with any purchases from my website, it helps me producing content like this, the Nature of Photography podcast, and it helps me produce the videos I do over on YouTube. Speaking of YouTube, you can always search for my videos over there on YouTube with a simple YouTube handle of TV510. You can type into the YouTube search bar, Photography TV510, and you'll find my videos and me. I do appreciate all the subscriptions to all of my content. Back to the mirrorless. Having large files also opens up another way of shooting wildlife. The Z9 has a setting on where you can cut the frame size down to DX mode and shoot at about 20 megapixels. This takes a 600 millimeter lens and effectively makes it 900 millimeters. And those files are about the same size as I was creating with the D5. So this is really cool technology. Late in December of last year, I received my first Nikon Z9 and the FTZ2 adapter that allows me to thread on any of my old Nikon DSLR mount lenses. Instantly, I was up and running with my new Z9. My first trip with the Z9 was to shoot some wildlife and check out the animal eye tracking feature. I went to a place where there were a bunch of sandhill cranes nesting, and I had a blast photographing with them with my new gear.
You'll hear all about that session with the cranes on an upcoming podcast. But spoiler alert, the camera was amazing and the animal eye tracking is outstanding. Over the months that followed, I ended up purchasing some new Nikon Z lenses, another Z9, and went about selling off some of my older DSLR gear. I used mostly eBay to sell my gear, but eBay's getting expensive to sell things like this. After all the fees, eBay charges close to 16% of the selling fee for photography gear. So if any of you know of a better place to sell photography gear, please let me know. You can always reach me through my website at imagelight.com. Fast forward to today and I have mostly all my gear is the Z line from Nikon. Nikon Z9s and a complement of Z lenses, but I still have a few F-mount lenses and with those I just use the FTZ2 adapter and keep on shooting. One really cool benefit of the mirrorless system is the battery life. I expected with a video representation running all the time that it would run through batteries pretty quickly, but that's just not the case. Even when I'm shooting video with the camera, the batteries work surprisingly well. Now, I haven't done a comparison on batteries, but I think the new batteries for the Z9 take somewhat longer to charge up than the old batteries I was using on the D5. And by the way, I can use those older batteries from the D5 and the D850 to power the Z9. So that's pretty cool. Not that how long it takes to charge a battery should sway your decision on whether to go mirrorless or not, but it is good to know. The bottom line, I've been very happy that I switched over to the mirrorless and embraced the Z9 line of camera and gear. I gotta say, I still haven't gotten used to walking up to the camera and looking through the viewfinder and seeing it black, but I do figure I'll get used to that with time. I need to lead with my index finger poised to turn the camera on as my first move. I have more episodes ahead on the Nature Photography Podcast, so check back again next week for more. Until then, this is Terry Vanerheide, your host of the Nature Photography Podcast. <laughs>